welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. So today's topic is communication between priests and priestesses. Why, why are we bringing this up? Why, why are we talking about this? Well, because sometimes it's a good communication. Sometimes it's bad. And we're, we're, we're talking in very broad terms here. Okay. Generally speaking, the priestesses take care of the spiritual, while the priests take care of the religious. Then if we're equating spirituality with chaos and order with religion, that means women rule chaos. You know, it doesn't mean that they can't be organized or anything like that. It's just their typical state is what they're better at. I don't know how to explain that. Okay. think I understand what you're talking about. Right. That connection that women can have with chaos is a whole lot more natural than with guys. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure because it's the nature of the woman. Right. You know, I mean, just like, you know, guys are just naturally bigger and stronger than the females of the species. Women seem to have this connection to the spiritual well, and they and they seem to have that innate ability to make order out of chaos. Exactly. Now, what's so bad about this is when you're dealing with these priestesses who are very wrapped up into their uh, spirituality, into the spiritual part of it. Right. Things start to happen. They tend to lose track of time. I mean, to the point to where, yes, I could see a priestess turn around going, what year was it? I'm sorry. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I can understand that because if you've known anybody who likes to meditate a lot, <laughs> and we've had a few people yeah. come through who can't get their heads out of meditative states, you see what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a walking zombie to right. some effect. I mean, and and what we're talking about is not grounding off that excess energy. Right. All right. Again, which is another problem we have in the community of people getting this channeling energies from other sources and wanting to hold on to it. We can't do that. This will hurt you faster than anything else. Right. If you're going to hold on to anything, hold on to your own energy. Don't hold right. on to what, like you said, don't hold on to what's not yours. Right. Doesn't make no sense because it's not. Your body's not conditioned to certain energies. Right. If you're going to use it, use it, then get rid of it. Then get rid of it or let it just pass right through you. We're just conduits for this energy. We just let it pass through. There's no use in trying to hang on to it whatsoever. But, you know, you do, you get those points where these people get more chaos. And the more chaos they get, their grasp on reality becomes smaller. And what I mean by that is... Their ability to observe certain things. The majority of times when most of us get initiated the first degree and we go through that process, it's kind of like your senses are hyped up for a while. And it seems to stay that way for the rest of your life, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But you start to notice certain behaviors kind of like you can pull yourself away from the actual day-to-day things and look at it like you're watching tv and analyze it the same way all right that makes sense but you're using chaos energy to do this and in doing so it will make you lose grasp of the order of this world 
make sense? Yeah, I, I follow that. Yeah. And, and again, this is something, you know, each priest and priestess over a temple, a high priest and priestess, need to work out with one another on how in the world to communicate with one another, each other, other like this. I can see where it's very, as a priest, talking to a priestess that's in this state, can be very frustrating. Why is it important that a priest and a priestess need to be able to communicate like that? Well, you see, you got to remember what the job of a priestess is. Because they're in these states, because they're more connected to energies or commonly connect to energies and beings that aren't part of this world, hence the reason we allow them to do judgments over things. They literally do, our, when there's a problem in temple, when there's a problem in the community, we look to the priestesses to act like judges. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, to me, that is part of their responsibility, just like, you know, my job as a priest is to try to educate and, as best I can, and get people to see things in a different way and try to better themselves. All right. So how does that coincide to why it's important for them to be able to communicate? You've talked to these people that over-meditate, right? Right. And how chaotic are their thoughts? Very. All right. So it's worse. It's worse than somebody you know with ADHD and no medication. Right. I mean, and the same thing. You've seen it with priestesses who do this, who go on up, and they keep on getting more and more chaos. It takes a priest to sit there and go, "Oh no, you have this to do." No, you have this to do. We have this to rule upon. Okay, so it's important to help keep each other on track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you see where I'm coming at? So then it, it would also be part of the training to learn how to communicate. Right. And deal with those difficult situations where somebody's just off in la-la land and you're having to try to bring them back. Right. And vice versa, priestesses need to know how to... To to learn how to listen and pay attention to what the world's going on, too, to a well, certain extent. Well, but they also need to learn how to bring a priest into a more spiritual state because right. the priests do deal with so much mundane. Right. You've still got that unbalance where you've got one and too much in this world and one too much not in this world. And so they need to communicate to balance each other out. Exactly. Okay. And that communication needs to be open. And, I, I, and I'm sorry, you, you can't have communication with people when you have problems like, I, I'm trying to explain this, but like we believe that initiation allows you to call yourself a witch. Right. It takes a witch to make a witch. Now, with that said, I can sit here and also say, Wiccans, y'all can believe whatever in the world y'all want. But y'all just have to remember this is the way we believe. So when you come at us, this is the way we believe. This is the way we're going to answer. The idea there is in this communication is I don't need that priestess or that priest or whoever I'm talking to to go off the handle because they're too more wrapped up into, no, I said, no, you just have to understand this is the way I believe. Right. I don't see where in the world this stops you from believing what in the world you believe. Right. Does that make sense? No, that, no, that makes perfect sense because, I mean, we were just talking about that not too long ago as well, where you've got somebody who believes differently than you do, 
when you're having a conversation and you're discussing differences. Right. And you're purposely sitting there going, here's what I believe, and they're getting mad because you believe what in the world you believe. And right, you don't believe, right, you don't believe like they do. Right. But if I can accept that you, not you, but well, if, if someone else believes the way they do about I'm a witch because I say so. Well, I mean, we can even go stupider than that. If you want to go around and believe that the sky is purple. Right. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to argue with you. I, right. That's you. That's you. You. That's you, fine if that's what you want to believe. I'm not going to stop you. But just because you believe that the sky is purple doesn't mean that it stops me from believing the way I believe. Right. And you should be able to accept, I believe the sky is brown. Well, just like with Christianity, we accept the fact Christians believe this. They believe that we are evil, and I have no problem with this. They right. they can all they want. It doesn't affect me because I know it's not the real me, and they can say whatever in the world they want. doesn't mean I, I'm going to say anything bad about them because they're trying to be good Christians. So this is the type of communication that we need to be having between priests and priestesses out here in the community to start to understand, okay, I understand what you believe, and I'll allow you to do it, but I'm not going to get upset because it, contradicts mine right i don't understand why in the world people get mad because somebody has something i don't either maybe somebody else smarter than me can answer this but i mean seriously yeah i mean i've never understood it either it's our differences that kind of make the world go around so why do we have to be so argumentative about it and i see more of this in the wiccan community compared to the pagan community at large well, and I also see it more, and this could be just me being an old fuddy-duddy, but I see it more in a lot of the younger generations coming up now to where I won't say it's a lack of respect for elders or for those who are older than them or have been in this longer than they have, but it just seems like because we don't believe like they do, then that's a problem. Then that's a problem. You have to believe this way to be. And I, and I keep on trying to tell people, I'm not wicked. I'm right. not. And I'm open-minded to a point, but don't try to force your beliefs on me. Well, I'm not no. trying to force mine on you. And, and I hate to be this way. This is the same thing that I see people complaining about the Christians doing, and they're doing it themselves. I'm sorry. I see a lot of hypocrisy in the community at large between priests and priestesses over these issues in and of themselves. You got priestesses, and you've heard them just as good as I can. They will sit there and do a tirade for 15 minutes talking about how bad fucking Christians are, but get all upset as soon as somebody uh, makes a bad joke about their religion. Oh, yeah. So it's all right for you to beat up everybody else, but as soon as somebody beats you up, it's not a good thing. Maybe you should have thought of that before you picked up that first stick and went to town. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's like Jesus told people, he who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> I hate to be that way. I mean, I know we don't believe in sin, but the the thought is still there. No, I don't. If you're going to if you're going to do that, then you need to expect other people are going to do that to you. Yeah. I mean, wh- what do you think? This is not an eye for an eye. No. 
Which, hey, the whole I and I, hey, that was us pagans. Everybody wound up either toothless or blind. I want y'all to think about that for a minute. You know, I, I'm not sitting here saying that we're, you know, hitting on all 10 cylinders or something. No, of course time. not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but that I, communication is important, and we need to, and we need to work on that. Not just you and me, but every, everybody. Everybody. We, we all need to work on it. Everybody. I try my best to listen to people and stuff like that, and these YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah, There's some I will listen to, like, for the first minute or so and just downvote and keep on going. Right. I came here to learn something, not to listen to you about your cat and all this other stuff and won't subscribe and all that. I, I don't care. Right. If you want to thumbs up my video, go. If you want to thumbs down it, go. I don't care. Just do something. Right. So I don't understand this lack of communication that we have here sometimes. Maybe we should go back to more of the even older days where high priests and priestesses were typically in relationship with one another. Mm. I mean, that's, well, that's some that, old school stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I know in a lot of covens, or at least the covens that I know of, in most of them, the high priest and the high priestess are a couple. I've seen some where they're not. I mean, I've worked with a high priestess. It's not my. Oh, absolutely. So well, I mean, but I'm just saying, I know, I know some traditional covens and that is, I, that is the case. Which makes me wonder, is this the problem of communication between some priests and priestesses because they're not in a relationship? Or could it be that they are in a relationship and that's the problem? Thank you. Because the opposite can be just as true as the... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you and I both know sometimes when you're in a, in a relationship for a long time, communication just can become non-existent. Uh, when we're not even talking about the whole entire, you know, I, I had that conversation in my head before you got home and I already know how you. Well, there's that too. Which, that's a whole different type of issue. <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe only our tradition that does that, but okay. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I can't speak to that. But I know it's happened to us. <laughs> you know, and I, I know a lot of other people are probably sitting there going, okay, y'all were supposed to be talking about the communication between priests and priestesses. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, any first degree is already a priestess and a first degree priest. So we're still talking about the communication in both priest and priestess and in the community at large because this is the playground we're in. Exactly. Everybody's a priest and priestess. Exactly. Before anybody gets confused. Uh <laughs> if you're not already... But I see where these problems are. And it's almost to the point to where, you know, sometimes I wish I could gag these people so I can get out everything I need to, then gag myself and ungag them and go, okay, understand, I'm not going to interrupt you because you're saying this. Right. But I want you to hear what in the world I have to say, too. You can't sit there and go, no, listen to me. No, listen to me. Without stopping and going and listening to the other person. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it would be more like a... Um, oh, an actual conversation instead of... Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm thinking more more akin to the days of... And, and I think it's more of a Native American tradition the, where they have the talking stick. Yeah. It's something like that where it's whoever's talking has the floor, right? Let them get out what they're going to say and then 
it's your turn. Then it's your turn. Don't try to talk over each other, which, you know, we do that all the time. But I mean, at least listen. Right. Learn to listen. Learn to listen. Learn to listen to the actual words that are being said instead of going, oh, yeah, I understand that concept. I quit listening five seconds ago. Right. Which most people do. I know in a lot of jobs that I've taken in the past, corporate jobs, we'll say, where you go in and you and you you know, do your orientation. Some of that orientation actually includes something about somewhere, something about learning to listen. Well, yeah. And there's also somewhere in there where you're start learning jargon. Yes. You know, little words that they say, and it's only ever said in that department or in that company and outside, everybody would just look at you like you were lost. Right. And then you have to know when to use that jargon and when not to. Right. It's all part of that communication. And if nobody knows what in the world we're talking about, just ask any military person, as far as I know, about hoo-ha. <laughs> Especially in the Army, I think, <laughs> if I'm doing that wrong. So if I got military people and y'all mad at me, don't. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, if you don't understand these things in the military that they say, like the hoo-ha, or, or I forgot what the other ones were. If you don't understand what in the world they mean, I've worked on a military base, and they said, Ask someone. Right. Because you're going to hear it, so ask someone what in the world it is. So I literally had to go into my boss's office and go, hey, what does this mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and But outside of that, you'd be kind of like, okay. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, communication takes time. It also takes asking questions. Yes. If you don't know what a word means, ask. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean by that. That word, you're using, I don't have a clue. And don't feel bad about it. There's no shame in that. I don't understand where these people, where people seem to think that there's this shame if they look at somebody and I have no idea. Well, no, and, and honestly, just at work the other day, that happened to me. Somebody asked me what something was, and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Let's find out. So I'd either Google it, or I'd ask somebody who'd been there longer, and then they would tell me, or I'd find out from Google, and I'd be like, oh, that's what this is. Huh, who knew? The things you learn. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but don't always trust Google. Just no. saying. Don't always trust Google. No. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if you're looking up definitions, go out and, and go out to a used bookstore and find the oldest dictionary you can. <laughs> And I believe can't is a word now. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got to say. I'm out of coffee. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.